What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. What is happening, wrestling fans? It's your boy, Justin JLB. Welcome to Raw and Order WBU. This is Snap Judgments, and this is your SmackDown recap for May 5th. Whoa, 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 May 5th, I wish. June 5th, 2020. And uh, before we do get to the SmackDown review, I'm going to let you know that, of course, this is brought to you by the Tatnus Code Network at tatniscode.com, where you can find our show there, as long with other great shows, such as Basement Bullshit, Carpool Shenanigans, and I'm sorry, those are the only two I always remember. They just have catchy names and marketing is everything but you can definitely check out the other podcasts that are there because gee golly there is a lot of them and you will certainly be entertained it's not just wrestling it has a bunch of other things as well so certainly check that out if you are interested in hearing more so without further ado we are going to get to the smackdown recap and this, of course, as I mentioned, is for June 5th, Friday that just happened. And honestly, it was a pretty decent show. I cannot complain about the show tonight at all. It was pretty spot on. It starts off with Jeff Hardy uh, coming out and we find out the conclusion to what had happened from last week. Of course, I didn't do the review. But last week, we saw Jeff Hardy get into a car accident. And then, well, we didn't see Jeff Hardy get into a car accident. There was a car accident, and there was a whole bunch of booze everywhere. And then they find Jeff Hardy somewhere else. Elias is injured. He has to be taken to the hospital. So this, right off the bat, is alluding to that that Jeff Hardy had hit um, Elias and that he was drunk. Um, Sheamus... Uh, ends up getting a champion, a title opportunity after winning in the Battle Royale. So Sheamus ends up facing Daniel Bryan. Uh, Sheamus ends up losing though because Jeff Hardy does end up coming back and cause Sheamus to lose. So this is now the conclusion to why Jeff Hardy was released. Jeff Hardy basically comes out and we find out that he is in fact still sober. He passed every sobriety test and that there was eyewitnesses saying that they found a guy with red hair and a red beard leave the scene. Um, and so right off the bat, uh, we know that it's going to be Seamus. Seamus comes out and he says, listen, you can't blame me uh, for your mistakes. It's just not right. He's been getting too many chances and yada yada. So pretty much Seamus was the one who caused the incident. Um, Jeff Hardy mentions that Seamus was the one who had beat him up and uh, also tossed him aside. And by the time Jeff Hardy woke up, that's when he was handcuffed and so on and so forth. So um, as expected, I really like what they're doing with the storyline, to be honest with you. They were building it up for quite a bit. It's been like a good month and a half now, or two months now, that, uh, you know, when Jeff Hardy wasn't even there, Seamus was still the one uh, coming out and so on before his little video segments there. So we do find out that on Backlash, it is going to be Jeff Hardy versus Seamus. That should be a good time. After that, we do get um, Otis 
and uh, basically Otis show they show the softcore uh, promo there that Otis and Mandy Rose had the week prior, where they were by a poolside just relaxing and chilling, and just showing how deeply in love they were. Kind of like almost a softcore porno, if you will. But not anything sexual, obviously. But they did it in a way that just could have been like a B-rated porno movie or something. Um, so we do see now Otis and Mandy Rose. Uh, they're kind of just walking. They Otis sees Corbin's crown. And Otis decides to take it and does his little laugh. Yeah, crown looking good and so on. So Otis takes that. Corbin can't find his crown. He's really mad. We do find out, though, it's going to be Corbin versus Otis. Um, and... Yeah, so it was a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent match. Essentially, Otis wins uh, via DQ though, because Corbin just can't uh, take it anymore, and he ends up hitting him with a chair, and thus that's how Otis wins. Essentially, um, Otis comes back and retaliates, and ends up being the um, man who's in the ring, standing tall. Um, why they did this match, I don't really know necessarily, but, uh, you know, it was okay, it was decent, it probably was the worst match of the night, um, but, you know, what are you gonna do, there's gonna be worse matches, it is what it is, so, then we see Miz and John Morrison in a white van, and they're looking at Braun parking, uh, while they're hiding in the van, and they have cameras, so they're seeing Braun Strowman, um, in the parking lot and parking at a certain spot, um, so then it looks like they're kind of up to something. They mentioned last week that they were going to pull a bunch of pranks. And then Braun just goes into the arena. So we don't know really what's going on as of yet. Uh, I do want to point out that their ho-ho, hey-hey sunglasses are amazing. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just pretty epic. Basically within that segment though... Um, they uh, say that you know they're they're complaining that the fans have no faith in them and then they mock the fans these two are just hilarious together and they honestly should just get their uh, own show and they mentioned to us that you know some might say what they are going to do is childish idiotic uh, but saying that it is indeed strategic so after that, um, Shorty is about to get interviewed. When he gets interrupted by Moho Riley, they start doing. He starts doing some short jokes, and then he also gets beaten up by Nakamura and um, and Cesaro. Essentially, New Day comes to help aid Shorty G, and thus this ends up going to be a match later on. So pretty, uh, you know, whatever. It was an alright thing. Um, I guess I'll talk about Shorty G later, but that's pretty much there. So now it's going to end up being a match for later on. Next up, we do got Lacey versus Sonya Deville. Uh, last week, if you're wondering, uh, well, I guess, you know, I didn't do my review, but if you're wondering, but didn't they face last week? Yes, yes, they did. Uh, but they will be facing each other again. Essentially, the match starts with Sonya blindsiding Lacey. Um, the ref at one point gets injured, which I thought was weird, but this also gave, uh, Sonia Deville, I guess, um, the up and up because Lacey was winning for a bit. 
Don't really know why they did, unless he legit got injured. I haven't seen any dirt sheet reports yet on that, um, but maybe it was just to give Sonya Deville the up and up. Um, so what was really weird to me, and I, I'm probably the only one making a big deal out of it, it's just everything is very sensitive at the moment, but it's nothing crazy. She is a heel after all, but Deville steps on Lacey's neck at one point in the match, and I thought it was like, uh, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy there, uh, but you know, maybe I'm just making too much of it. Um, Mandy shows, uh, Mandy is then shown on the Titan Tron and, um, basically Deville gets distracted and she starts, uh, bitching at her and so on. And this makes Lacey win the match as she gives Sonia Deville the woman's right. Um, obviously this is going to be leading to, uh, another Rose and Deville match, Perhaps that backlash. They haven't announced anything, but I imagine it will be a backlash match. And uh, hopefully this match this time around is decent. Um, but Sony Deville and Lacey Evans were pretty good. I did see Lacey Evans do a lot more in this match than I have seen in the past few weeks. So it's good to see Lacey Evans back to her regular stuff. She is a phenomenal wrestler. I do think, though, if they do change her retire attire, rather, she might be a tad better. Um, just, and I say this because when we saw the Saudi show, I thought the fact that she was wearing a shirt and, um, uh, full on tights, it made her look different. I'm sick and tired of the whole, uh, classy made woman, you know, classy housewife woman kind of style, uh, attire that she has. Um, but you know, whatever it's working. So She's a phenomenal wrestler, though, so nothing against her there. Next up, we do got the AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan confrontation. Um, essentially, um, yeah, so with this, AJ basically mentions that, you know, uh, when he faces Daniel Bryan next week, he is going to be the champion and that Bryan uh, wants, thinks he's all special because he took an extra match last week um, and that he was just and that uh, he knows Daniel Bryan thinks he's a coward and so on and so forth. Daniel Bryan says that he is a coward and that he wants to be a fighting champion and that every th every week on Raw, he will be putting that champion on the line. AJ retaliates that he's giving handouts and that he is not giving it to the people that actually deserve. And he's like, you know what? But I'm going to take something from your book and I am going to hand out an ass whooping to Drew Gala Gulak. So right off the bat, uh, you haven't known Drew Gulak is back. You weren't seeing things last week. Uh, he essentially signed on again to the WWE. There was rumors WWE is giving a bunch of new contracts to former wrestlers that they fired, but for less pay. So keep that in mind, and that's why Drew Gulak, Gulak rather, is there. Um, Braun was then, so that match is going to be that match. Technically, I skipped a little, but that match definitely happens. Um, well, soon it's just, there's a Braun interview first. So Braun gets interviewed, um, by, uh, 
I want to say Charlie, but by one of the interviewers and Miz and Morrison prank uh, Braun once again. But the problem is the paint. They prank them with a paint drop with the interview. But the problem is they put it on the wrong side. They put it on the side of the interviewer. Um, and then they made a joke, but they made a joke between Miz and uh, Morrison. Oh, but you said I told you on the left side. He's like, no, you. I, but stage left kind of thing. He's like, oh, it's the same thing. These guys are just phenomenal. Once again, they need their own show and uh, definitely adds entertainment. Um, so pretty much, uh, yeah, so pretty much this is where we get into the Gulak versus AJ match. This match was pretty entertaining. Both phenomenal wrestlers, no pun intended. And uh, Gulak, in a surprise, ends up beating AJ Styles. At first, AJ was getting a little, well, at the end, rather, AJ was getting a little cocky and uh, was looking at Daniel Bryan the whole time as he was trying to do the Styles Clash. And this is when Gulak got the up and up and pinned AJ one two three so pretty exciting there so not only did aj quote unquote give a handout he actually gave gulak a real opportunity so that's great move on aj to push gulak honestly this match was so much better than the daniel bryan versus gulak match from two weeks ago and uh yeah i really really enjoyed it so after that, we get Miz and Morrison uh, by Strowman's car. They start making a few jokes saying that, uh, uh, I forgot the jokes technically, but one was about his dad's being a softball and the softball hall of fame and so on, and gives a few swings with the bat to the windshield. After that, uh, Morrison does have a golf club and starts hitting the windshield again. And then they go cowardly, go back to the van. So after this, uh, that segment's pretty much over. After this, we do get the match between uh, Shorty G and New Day versus Moho Riley, Cesaro, and Nakamura. This match was really good. I thought Shorty G looked really impressive in this match. And um, we all know he's phenomenal talent. It's just he doesn't get used properly. But this match, he definitely showcased what he has to offer. And they really have to do something more with this guy and give him another gimmick. Because this whole Shorty G thing is absolutely ridiculous and uh, just makes me think less of the guy. But he's a phenomenal wrestler and deserves more of a push. After this, though, we do find out that uh, while Braun comes out and he sees that his car is wrecked, he goes towards the security guard. The security guard tells them that Miz and Morrison are in the white van. Miz and Morrison have the doors locked, though, and Strowman cannot get to them. He tries to push the van a little, but then ultimately flips the van over. Now, you know, we've seen this whole thing. He's done it to ambulances. He's done it to scaffolds and so on. So it's... It's a whole Fast and Furious situation where, you know, uh, it's you can't really believe what's going on, but it happened. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I don't know what to think uh, aside from the fact that, uh, you know, they're just trying to promote the, the match and, you know, Braun Strowman flipping an SUV. I just don't care anymore, but they're trying to obviously showcase his strength. Um, I don't think Miz and Morrison are going to win. I would 
think it would be kind of cool, but also yet disrespectful for Miz and Morrison to win, especially since Braun did get it. But I'm honestly not caring about Braun being the champion. Um, Miz and Morrison would definitely do a lot more with it. I do find, unfortunately, and at these COVID times, I think it would be more spot on for Miz and Morrison maybe to have it because it would be more of a form of entertainment um, at least until the fans come back, you know, uh, not NXT fans that they have there now every week, but actual fans. So to end off the show, though, we got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Sasha Banks and Bailey for the tag team championship match or rather for the tag team champions. So this match, honestly, is really really good i really enjoyed this match i thought all women in this match did really well um well they're all great wrestlers right so it's, it's expected but there was something that became unexpected as we do find out so first of all I should probably note the fact that there is still some Bailey Sasha troubles going on as Sasha at one point did her finisher and was, uh, I forgot what the finisher was called, but was doing her finisher and then Bailey just goes in and tags her like that so she can continue on with the finisher. And so this is where I thought instantly, okay, this is where they're going to kind of break up. Sasha's going to get mad at her. Um... As obviously Nikki Cross countered the uh, submission, but evidently Bailey ended up, uh, well, Sasha ended up re getting a tag and trying to finish her off again. And evidently Bailey comes back in and finishes Nikki Cross off and actually become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So all seems well now. In that regard, we've had this crazy feud between Sasha, uh, between um, Nikki Cross and Bliss with the Iconics and Sasha Banks and Bailey on SmackDown and the Iconics on Raw. Right off the bat, I'm seeing that it's going to be a triple threat at Backlash and the Bailey and Sasha are going to keep it until backlash and actually lose it at backlash and there's going to be some kind of controversy between sasha and bailey and that is where they're finally going to start their feud against each other and chances are it's going to be for the women's championship this is the only thing that i see happening unless they randomly lose it next week on smackdown and they build the championship match uh, as well so we'll have a smackdown women's championship match and a tag team championship match maybe like iconics versus um nikki and bliss so we shall see what goes on there um but certainly a shock to end smackdown as now we have bailey two belts ladies and gentlemen becky two belts get out of the way it's bailey two belts and um it's cool. It's a cool thing to do. I was really shocked by it. It caught me off guard completely. And I just know it's not going to be for a long period of time that they're going to keep the tag team titles. But I do see what they're doing and how they're going to actually uh, lose them and thus create the Bailey Sasha feud. So I like it. I like what they're doing with it. Um, just as long as, you know, Bailey starts losing belts, I'm good with it. Cause, uh, if they don't let Sasha win against Bailey, then that is just a travesty in my opinion. 
But SmackDown was pretty decent in that regard. You know, everything was good. The Jeff Hardy segment was awesome. We also had, uh, you know, the whole the whole issue with uh, Braun Strowman and uh, Miz and Morrison. That was entertaining as hell. The Shorty G match was great. I really enjoyed that. The um, AJ Styles Gulak match was also entertaining. And the women's tag team match was great too. So all in all, pretty decent SmackDown. If I'm going to have to rate it, final verdict, I, final verdict, I'd give it a four out of five. It was really good. They're continuing on everything nicely. Um... And, you know, at this rate, I feel like the SmackDown champion feud is more entertaining than the Bobby Lashley one. I am not caring about McIntyre and Lashley at all, unfortunately. And I don't necessarily know if it's anyone's fault, but all I know is it's certainly not mine. So, yeah, um, I'm going to give you the rating for last week's smackdown since i obviously didn't do it last week because i didn't even do one so let me get that here for you so unfortunately though the wwe universe doesn't agree with me i guess as um according to showbiz daily smackdown averaged a 1.935 million viewership uh this was actually for this smackdown whereas last week they did 2.17 so Last week was pretty cool, too, with the whole, you know, that was the start of the Jeff Hardy sobriety thing. Uh, go basing it off his legit story. And then, you know, the Battle Royale also happened to determine who would face Daniel Bryan for the IC, champ, uh, well, for the IC championship opportunity, which uh, I alluded to was Sheamus. Um, I don't know. I found this SmackDown better, though. But you know what I mean? If... It doesn't necessarily mean any SmackDown or anytime we do a Raw rating or anything like that of the viewership doesn't necessarily mean a certain show was better than a certain show. There's no way of you watching it, uh, of knowing, oh, you know, but I guess there is technically because it means a lot more people are watching. It's going to be due alluded to a lot of things as well, of course. Uh, Friday, nothing is going on on certain Fridays. Uh, I don't know. Either way, who knows? Um, either way, uh, this week, I uh, saw a little decrease from last week. And, uh, you know, there's no way of telling. You know, it, it could be a bunch of things. It could be um, perhaps of, you know, what is going on in the world right now uh, with all the protests and so on. Uh, it could be a various number of reasons in, in that regard. But I, I like the show, so it is what it is. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, this time around, I was on time and I was on point. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. You can, of course, follow me at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. And of course, you can always go to Tatnus Co. to check out our, all our episodes there, as well as the our partners over there, too. Uh, of course, you can follow us at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, talk to us about anything you'd like um wrestling related or not wrestling related whatever have you if you need someone to talk to you we are here well that is your smackdown snap judgment review cap if you will and um yeah thanks for listening four out of five is my final verdict and y'all have yourself a good one ciao for now